Okay, so tonight, Be'ezra Hashem, we're going to be continuing our series of Shirim, of entering into the Sea of Wisdom, based on the Torah, the weekly teachings of the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzchak Maya Morgenstern Shlita from Yushalayim, which are sent out. Now, typically what we focus on in these teachings are the Nishmas and Chadasin teachings, or what seems to have been a shift of sorts, that they're adding an addition called Ta'aruch Lefanei Shulchan, which seems to be the teachings recorded from the previous week, while Nishmas and Chadasin now are just a compilation of the teachings associated with the Parsha. So we'll see if that continues. But tonight we're going to be looking at a different chilek of the printed teachings. And this is the shir in Chayim Maharan that the Rebbe gives on Thursday nights. It's a Hebrew shir, which makes it a lot more accessible for people to come to. It's also a time where people go to say good Shabbos to the Rebbe. And it's just, um, there are a number of people, Americans, who also go and spend a lot of time there at this Thursday night shir. Now, it used to be that it was a Sichos Haran shir, and that eventually it transitioned to a Chayim Maharan shir. And the teachings have been recorded in the weekly printouts for a long time. Now, this shir, this Chayim Maharan shir that we have is from Parshas Vayetse Tavshin Pe Aleph. So we're talking a, a month and a half ago, two months ago or so. But the shir speaks out such a yesod that I wanted to focus our teachings on this Nakuda tonight. Now, the teaching is going on the 275th teaching in Chayim Maharan where Rabbeinu Rabbi Nachman says as follows. Rabbi Nachman says, The world thinks that when Mashiach arrives, he's not going to die. But that's not the case. That's not the case. Even Mashiach is going to die. And Rabbi Nachman announced that Barabim. So what the Rebbe does is he opens up into a sugya of what exactly is going to be the nature of Mashiach after Mashiach arrives. There's a machlokas with regards to whether or not after Mashiach dies, as the Rambam Paskins, that Mashiach will die. The question is, will they return back to their gufim or not? After the Misa, is there going to be a return back to the guf? Or are the tzaddikim going to return back to the afar, at which point they will experience the promises of Elam Haba, and there's a machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban. And on the side of the Ramban is also the Ravid. And the Ramban and the Ravid seem to argue with the Rambam and say that in truth, the people, the bodies themselves will return and the bodies will not remain in the dust. As opposed to the Rambam, who seems to imply that after Mashiach Tzidkenu dies, that our bodies will revert back to the dust. And that's where we will take on the joy and the splendor of L'asid Lavo. Now, the Mekubalim, Tzemach Tzedek, brings down that the Mekubalim, the Ariza, the Ramak, seem to have sided with the Shita of the Raivid and the Ramban, who are already considered by the Arizal as essential Mekubalim. And because the Tachlis Habria is not that we should just be a Neshama without a body, but rather the Tachlis Habria is that we should be a Neshama in a body, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu desires our work in this world. And therefore, the body itself, with all of its crassness and all of its physicality and all of its measurement and limitation, is going to become the very site of the revelation of the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the Rebbe also brings down from not a contemporary Makubal, but somebody who was older than the Rebbe and someone who passed away within the last five years. His name was Rev. Elio, Elio Weintraub. Now, Rev. Elio Weintraub's Chusiyoganalinu was a leading Lithuanian Makubal, so to speak. He was a student of Rav Hutner. 
lived in Bnei Brak. He was a tremendous, tremendous Balhezber and Bucky in the writings of the Arizal, has written tremendous sparim. His Talminim have put out wonderful, wonderful works from him. And the Rebbe quotes a shita of Ravelio Weintraub in explaining the shita of the Rambam. That in truth, the Rambam also agrees with the Ramban and the Ravid that the Neshama will return back to the Guth because the Taklas is to reveal the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu down here. But the Guth is going to be so refined, it's going to be so pristine and removed from its heaviness and physicality that human beings are not going to recognize it as a Guth. And therefore, the Rambam said, it's almost as if it's not a Guth. And so while the Rambam says that there will be no body for the neshama, it's not that there will be no body completely, except the body is going to operate in such a different way that it is as if it doesn't exist. Either way that we look at that sugya, the Rebbe says that this is not what Rabbi Nachman was referring to. Rabbi Nachman was not placing his voice or his opinion into the ring in this machlokas. But rather, Rabbi Nachman was just making a blanket statement about the reality that according to Chazal, there's going to be a large swath of time separating Mashiach and Olam Haba. And in that time, Mashiach is going to die. Now, the Rebbe continues and he says, we find very often in Svarim that it's not Kedai to talk about in Yane Haketz. It's not Kedai to talk about what happens at the end and what happens with Vyasa Mashiach. And the reason for that is because talking about these apocalyptic inyanim with regards to the end of time and the end of the world and the end of creation and history as we know it, more often than not, a human being will have the tendency to be afraid, to be tzabrachin, to be terrified or anxious about all of the terrible things or overwhelming things that might take place, the wars and the famines, v'chule, v'chule. And because it elicits fear and discomfort within the heart of individuals, so our tzaddikim have said not to speak so much about it. But the derech of Hasidus and Kabbalah, the Rebbe says, is very different. When we learn about Mashiach, we're not learning about all of the difficult things that are going to happen to bring about the end. We're learning about the tachlis of what we're doing right now. We're learning about why we do what we do. We're learning about what we have to look forward to. We're learning about the tachlis of what it means to be a Ben Adam in this world with all of its concealment, brokenness, and darkness. And we're understanding the purpose of all of it. And when we can understand the purpose of it in a clear, calm, and efficient way, rather than being filled with anxiety and fear, the neshama is going to be filled with ahava and yiras Hashem. And when we look at the inyanim of the kates from that perspective, so then it's not such a problem anymore. Because what it enables us to do, says the Rebbe, is it enables us to understand the true relationship that we're trying to have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Rebbe continues, and the Rebbe brings down a famous kasha, famous kasha from the Chassam Seifer. This is from the Chassam Seifer in Yeridea Simen Shin Nun Vav. The Chassam Seifer, who is the great-great-grandfather of the Rebbe, along with her Bekiv Eger, and all of those tzaddikim from that Shalshalas. And the Chassam Seifer asks a question on the Balha Ikrim. Chassam Seifer asks a question on Rav Yosef Albo. And he says, I understand the Yud Gimel Ikarim. I understand the 13 principles of faith, really a question on the Rambam. He says, I understand 12 of them. I understand the need to believe in the prophecy of Moshe and the emes of the Torah in Tchiyas HaMesim. I know the need to understand all of these things. But when it comes to Tchiyas HaMesim and Olam Haba and Schar Olam Haba, so I don't understand why that's an ikr. Because what would happen if Mashiach never arrived, asked the Chassam Seifer? 
Would it change one iota? Would it change one element of what we do as, Evid, uh, as Avde Hashem? Our service of God is not for the sake of reward. Our service of God is not for the sake of receiving what we look forward to receiving. Our service of God is because that's what we do. It's because as creatures, as individuals who are tasked with the burdensome gift of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's what we do, whether or not we receive reward or not. So the Chassam Sofer says, I understand all of the 12 other Ikre Amuna, which if you pull them away, the entire edifice of Torah and Amuna falls apart. But why count Mashiach Tzedkenu? Why count Olam Haba as a fundamental? And the Tzaddik, the Rebbe, answers as follows. He says that really, according to the words of the Leshem and according to the words of our Tzaddikim, learning about La'asid Lavo, it's not enough that it's teaching us about something that's going to happen in the future with regards to the need to earn our reward, the need to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Bechira so that we can receive the gifts from HaKadosh Baruch Hu without shame, without Nehemi de Kisufa. It's not it's not that we're just learning about what's going to happen. The things that we learn about, those tachlisim, those purposes, are what enable us to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu right now in the present. Because when we find ourselves in the present moment, and when a person finds themselves overwhelmed by concealment and difficulty and the hastara and all of the different things that make human avoida so difficult, sometimes a person can lose hope. Sometimes a person can lose trust in themselves and they can stop understanding what we're doing. But when we understand that schar mitzvah mitzvah and that tzadikim yoishvim be'ishroseihem be'roseihem and that when a person sits la'asid lavo, they're going to be surrounded by the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and they're going to feel the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not simply some idea that we relate to in the future, but rather it is a future idea that we allow to influence our present experience. And according to this, says the Rebbe, according to this, the Tzaddik tells us that because the belief in Olam Haba and the belief in Mashiach and the belief in the Tainug and the pleasures that will emerge with the coming of Mashiach, we are able to dig deep into our Avodah Hashem in the present moment. That's why it becomes one of the Ikari Amuna, because it does impact our Avodah. It impacts our avoda on every moment because a person wants to understand what the purpose of that what we're doing here is for. And it's only with a purpose that we're capable of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Otherwise, our different avodas and our different experiences of emuna, bitachon, tefillah, all of the different things we try and grab hold of, they would feel scattered and disparate without any connectivity. But when we believe in the tachlis of la'asid lavo and all of the different reasons given by the tzaddikim, and the giloy of the yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the revelation that everything that seemed to be difficult and broken is in truth just a process that enables us to come closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When we have that in our mind already in the present, it gives us a kayach to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so in Osiyu, the Rebbe says as follows, the whole Yehudi, every single Jewish person needs to clarify for themselves, the to understand their tachlis in this world. To know really what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted at the end of creation. That everything that will take place in the future, that every single thing that is going to take place in the future, there is a spark of that that has a relationship with how we serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the present. 
This is the idea that Taras HaChasidus is tasting the light of the future in the present. As the Vilnagon says, that everything that stands at the ready to be revealed in the future can be accessed in the present as well. And we can taste the future now. Shekol HaMadregos V'Hamalos Shela'asid Lavo because in truth, all of the different levels that we're going to experience are nothing but different ways of connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is something we can do right now. And all of these different levels apply to our Avodah Hashem and the ladder of our service and connection to God even now. And already now we have to enter into that space of the end of time. At the end of the sixth millennia, that end of Erev Shabbos, when the world transitions into Shabbos, as the Leshem and the Lubavitcher Rebbe and all of the tzaddikim point out, what the Leshem is teaching us is that we have to taste it already before it's time. We have to see the world even prior to its arrival. And like the tzaddikim say, the Ramchal and the Leshem, based on the bris menucha, that even though Chazal tell us that the world ends with the seventh millennia, the Elif Hashvi'i, in truth, that's only one darga, but there's also an eighth millennia, and a ninth millennia, and a tenth millennia, where we stop even being able to count. We have to draw all of this into our avoida. We have to experience it in the now. Like Rabbeinu Shalom Sharabi teaches us, like the Rashash teaches, that every nakuda of existence, every moment that a person experiences, has an entirety within it, has all of the different worlds, from the lowest world of Asiya to the highest world of Adam Kadmon. There is not a single moment in a person's life that they can't access every element of existence. Shaloi die. To, we can't simply learn about the future, we have to experience the future. We have to experience that dveikus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We have to go from that level of Kabbalah at the world of Asiya, and then to the level of Ahava and Yira in a natural way, which is connected to Olam and then to go into a place of contemplative love and connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is the world of Bria. And then we have to enter into the world of Atzilus and Adam Kadmoin, and even above it, we have to taste all of these things in our lives right now. And it's for this reason, says the Rebbe, that the Inyan of Mashiach and Eidam Haba are nogeya to the Ikarim of Amuna nowadays. Because right now, where we stand right now, we access these places. And it forces us to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in an even deeper way. And now the Rebbe is going back on what we started off with, with Rabbi Nachman's statement that Mashiach Tzidkenu is going to die. Rabbi Nachman announced that, don't worry, Mashiach is going to die. Everyone needs to know that. So what does it mean if we just learned that the entire purpose of studying these ideas of Mashiach and L'Asid Lavo is all about learning how to access it in our Vaidas Hashem, what possible connection is there about the knowledge that Mashiach Tzidkenu is going to die? How does that element of death play into our Avodah? And here the Rebbe says something so incredible, which is why I wanted to teach this teaching. And the Rebbe says, this is shaykh to us in Avedas Hashem, even that which Rabbeinu Zal, what Rabbi Nachman teaches us here, that Mashiach is going to die. How? Because what this teaches us is that the Darga Harishayna Shalaknis Avedas Hashem, the first moment, the first entry point, the first instantiation into Avedas Hashem is when we accept upon ourselves the Kabbalah's Olmal Chishamayim, 
the recognition that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm going to serve you whether I'm feeling it or whether I'm not feeling it. I'm going to serve you whether I understand or whether I don't understand. I'm going to serve you whether it's clear to me or whether it's unclear to me. In all of the levels, and all of my experiences, because an individual is a trustworthy servant to HaKadosh Baruch Hu at every moment. And in the beginning, we have to understand that even if we feel like it's death, even if we feel like there's no future, even if we feel like Mashiach Tzidkenu is dead and that there's no hope, nevertheless, we still have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the Tchilas HaAvoida, that we make a decision to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu even in the place of death. Afilu in the makom of Misa Mamish, says the Rebbe. And only after entering into Avedis Hashem with this recognition that even if Mashiach Tzidkenu is to die, I still have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then we're Zolcha to go weiter. Then we're Zolcha to understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu on other levels. So what it means on a certain level, is that when a person begins to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when a person makes a decision in the morning to serve Hashem for one more day, to live with the mindset of the mindful presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, even if my mind is telling me, ah, it's nothing, it's dead, it's dark, it's difficult, it's impossible, it's hidden, it's concealed, even if the promise of salvation is going to die, nevertheless, a person has to throw themselves with abandonment into that service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, shaloi al-manas pras. We have to enter into Avedis Hashem like the Rebbe teaches us so often, even when we don't feel anything. Because the ikr in this world is not the feeling. The ikr in this world is not the toitza'a or the outcome. The ikr is the shibud. The ikr is the avoida itself. And when we make that decision to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even with the awareness that Mashiach is going to die, that is the beginning of avoida Hashem. That's how a person begins to serve Hashem, without hope for anything but connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like the Balatanya famously said, that I don't want your Torah, I don't want your mitzvos, I don't want your Elam Haza, and I don't want your Elam Haba, I just want you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Or when the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh thought that he had lost his schar of Elam Haba, he said, okay, good, now I could finally serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lishma. Now I can finally serve Hashem Lishma. Now, thankfully, we have this opportunity regularly because we don't need to lose that Elam Haba. We struggle enough believing in it. We struggle enough finding that presence in our lives. So even when we don't find it, what the Rebbe is teaching us here is that even when we come in face-to-face contact with the fact that Mashiach is going to die, that it's going to be a place of death, nevertheless, we continue serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and when we lean into that darkness, when we lean into that place of not having the life of Mashiach Tzidkenu, we force ourselves to uncover the true light of Avod Hashem, which is a light that is greater than both darkness and light. It's a light that doesn't need belief in anything other than HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so as for Hashem, this shear of Anchai uh, Maharan that the Rebbe gave in Parshas Vayetze should, should be just a, a slight push for, for those of us who need it at every moment to recognize that even when it feels like things are dead, it's specifically there that a person has to throw themselves into Avodah Hashem.